So 2020, y'all sick of hearing it? Are you sick of hearing 2020? It's over. Okay? Woo! And we're going to start a new year, 2021. Woo! 2020. I'm not done with 2020 yet. 2020, the year of clear vision that turned into the year of chaos, fear, confusion, animosity. We can plug in the word offense. Betrayal, double-mindedness, hypocrisy, division, corruption, mocking of the church. 2020, year the church was mocked. You guys remember that? Just a few weeks ago. Still happening. Maybe 2020, the year of exposing fakes. Yeah. In and out of the church. And I could go on and on, right? But I'm going to label 2020 as the year the church was told to shut down to make the world safer. <laughs> and we did. We did we had to fight it. It was the year that the world said, church, you're irrelevant, shut down. Because if you stay open, it's dangerous. Right? That's what happened in 2020, right? As of this morning, I've seen that churches are online only again. Yeah. Men that I respect are online only. Because they listened and said, okay, we'll shut down, this isn't safe. Our goal in 2020, when all this crap hit, was we want to be bold and not be rebellious, and we have no idea where that fine line is. We tried to stay the course, but let's be honest, we didn't accomplish some of our goals in 2020. We talked about goals in 2021. We set goals every year. We didn't accomplish some of our goals. I wanted to go out on a weekly, bi-weekly, or at least monthly basis out to Knox County, Blount County, Loudoun County, and worship God and start revival. Do what Sean Foyt's doing. But we didn't do that, right? Because it wasn't safe. Now, we did it some. You know, as soon as COVID hit, the first thing we did was go out and worship. And we got mocked. We got told it was dangerous. We got on a satanic webpage. It was awesome. I can't say that enough. It's just awesome that some Satan people thought they were, I mean, they were promoting us. It was really cool. Thought we were protesting. We had a tremendous shakeup in our church. You guys know that. We lost people in our church this year. That's part of why we're starting off 2021 trying to get rid of some of this offense and crap that Satan's filling our minds with. Yeah. Okay? It was a year of uncertainty, a year of change, a year that our goals changed weekly. I'm just thinking about goals because it's the beginning of the year. I'm going to say 2020 became the year of kind of putting one foot in front of the other and trying not to fall down or stumble. Right? Right. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to focus only on 2020. i got to recap 2020 to give you 2021. At one point in the year, Lonnie came to me. She said, God gave me a vision. Do you remember this, Lonnie? You probably gave me several visions God gave you. But you said, God gave me a vision. We're being shaken right now. You remember that? We are being shaken. And I'm going to say externally and internally. We are being shaken by the world. We are being shaken by what society was doing. We are being shaken internally. Why? To make us unshakable. And when she told me that vision, it made life a lot easier the rest of the year. Because every time we got shaken, I thought, okay, at least it's making us unshakable. This sucks, but it's making us unshakable, right? So where do we go in 2021? Is this the year that we become truly unshakable? Is that possible? Is 2021 the year we become unshakable? So just hold on to those thoughts for just a minute. Last week, Jeff and Sue were at a conference in North Carolina. They go to a conference every year uh, around New Year's. And Sue was texting Wendy about, you got to listen to some of these speakers. It's incredible. you got to listen. So she encouraged us to listen to a particular sermon that was given on Wednesday night. Um, we couldn't watch it until Thursday night. So New Year's Eve, we spent our night watching this sermon from this guy in North Carolina. His name is Chris Reed, and I encourage you to look him up. Chris Reed. And he called that sermon, the sermon was called The Return of the Fear of the Lord. Yes. And i got to be honest with you, as soon as I heard the sermon, I thought, this seems to be a theme for 2021. Don't worry, we're going to explain it a little bit more. It was a pretty profound teaching, and my, my, really my first thought was, I'm just going to get up this Sunday and make it easy. I'm just going to play his sermon. Because we've done that a few times. I'm not scared to play someone else's sermon on TV. 
Um, but then when I prayed about it, God kept saying, you're going to use this topic. You're going to use the scriptures. But you're going to teach it in a way that applies to your people. So I'm just telling you this morning, we're going to start off 2021 by me plagiarizing someone else's sermon. <laughs> so it's likely to be better than any that were given in 2020. <laughs> Some people get mad about that. Man, he's, he's teaching someone else's sermon. Isn't that what we do when we teach scripture? Isn't that Paul's sermon or Peter's sermon? Yeah. They're all somebody else's sermon. Yeah. Somebody like John Maxwell, I think that's him. He's a famous guy. He's made a whole living off reteaching C.S. Lewis's teachings <laughs> in a way that people understood. So this guy talked a little bit above my head, so I'm going to try to teach it to you guys in a way that we all understand it, but I'm going to try to tie it back to us. Okay? The thing is, as I prayed about it, God started showing me a connection. You know, things don't make sense always in the moment, but when you look backwards, you start seeing a connection. There was a connection in 2019 that led to a connection in 2020. This led for the groundwork for 2021. So before we go forward, i got to go back a little bit. I'm going to try to make this quick, but i got to go back and recap two years. So I told you, I tried to make this like only a two-hour sermon. I'm just kidding. It's, it's, it's not that long, I promise. So in 2019, we started a church. We didn't know what we were doing, but we said we want to be as much like the early church as possible, whatever that means. Every time we said it, it was finished with whatever that means. Each week, we just try to teach on topics that were affecting people that we thought you needed, you know, the Holy Spirit was putting on prayer that we needed to teach. Some of y'all were here in 2019, and many of you weren't. So I've got to recap a little bit. If you were here, you may or may not remember what we talked about in 2019. Most of us can't remember what was talked about two weeks ago, and I'm <laughs> as guilty as anyone. Okay? The first real sermon that I gave in 2019, we started in late March. That first Sunday was we were starting a church. We don't know what we're doing. The second Sunday, I believe it was, God put on my heart to teach about fear. And it turned into a two-week thing. So i got to recap that. The word fear is a word we hear a lot. We've heard it a lot this morning. We sang about it. But it's a word that we really need to understand. If we're going to talk about 2021 being the year of the return of the fear of the Lord, we got to understand what fear means, right? Yep. So when you look at Scripture, oftentimes, you know, super religious people get all caught up in, well, are you listening to reading King James? Are you reading New Living? You know, well, i got to know what you're reading. And if you really dig into it, all of them are mistranslated. They take words... And we dummy it down to one word. So this word fear, we talked about, I gave you four examples of four other words that were dummied into one word fear, and it makes it confusing. 2 Timothy 1.7, everybody knows this scripture if you've ever been in church. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, fear but of power and of love and of sound mind. Anybody remember what that Greek word fear was? Come on, two years ago, you got to remember the Greek word. Nobody, I held, I held a board up. With marker, wrote it, and you don't remember it? That's okay. I don't either, really. I just went back to that sermon. <laughs> the Greek word for fear in 2 Timothy 1.7 is delia. It means timidity. I'm worried. I'm anxious. God didn't give me a spirit of being anxious. He didn't give me a spirit of being worried. He gave me a spirit of power, love, sound mind. One example, okay? One Greek word that we turned into fear. 1 John 4.8, another famous scripture. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. I went to the King James Version just to make everybody happy. Perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made in perfect love. Okay? <laughs> Different word that we translated to fear. It's called phobos. So you got Delia, I'm worried, I'm anxious, but in this case you got Phobos, it's where we get the word phobia, it means terrified. Ah! I'm scared, I'm gonna run. Flight. You're scared. Somebody just broke in the house and I'm running out the back door through the window, whatever. That's the word that was used here, but it's two different words, but we dumb it down to fear. Okay? Let's go Old Testament. Proverbs 9:10, because this isn't just a Greek thing, it's a Hebrew thing too. Proverbs 9:10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But we just learned that fear means timidity and anxiety and... Ah! And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? It's confusing. 
confusing. Deuteronomy 6.24, the Lord commanded us to obey all his decrees and to fear the Lord our God so that we might always prosper and be kept alive. I don't, I can't reconcile. I'm running from fear over here, but if I trust God and have fear of God, I, I've, got, I've got a long life. I'm going to be prosperous. But the Hebrew word for fear in Proverbs 9.10 means respect, reverence, revere. It's a drastically different word than anxiety or run because you're scared, but we call it the same word. Okay? Deuteronomy 6.24, it's a different Hebrew word. This is our fourth one. It means to stand in awe of. So why is this important for 2021 to recap what we talked about in 2019? If we're going to talk about the return of the fear of the Lord, you've got to know what the fear of the Lord means. It does not mean that you're scared of God. It does not mean that we're running in terror or that we get anxiety just being in the presence of God. That's not what he wants. That's what those other scriptures are about getting rid of. It means that we stand in awe, in reverence. I need the fear of the Lord so I can have wisdom and be kept alive, is what those scriptures say. But I need you guys to get that. We're not talking about the return of the terror of God or the scariness of God. We're talking about the return of the awe of God, the reverence of God. Okay? Are you guys with me? Yes. This is kind of a big thing to get your arms around. So think of a famous person you know. Who's the most famous person you know you want to meet? Brad Pitt. <laughs> we'll pray for you, buddy. <laughs> Would you like to meet Brad Pitt? No, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, forget Jacob's example. He's, he's complicated. Don't be offended. <laughs> I'm going to use one of mine. I was in college the same time Peyton Manning was playing football in college. <laughs> Greatest quarterback that ever stepped on the face of the earth. And if you had a defense, you wouldn't argue with me. See? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Name my child after him. Okay? <laughs> Somebody just figure that out. <laughs> Church or not. 
saw a post where, well, I'm not going to go there. 2020 was a year of intense spiritual warfare in and out of the church. We tried to help you keep your eyes focused on Jesus, not the storm. The storm was there all year long. We talked about looking inwardly, growing our faith, talk over and over and over. How many times did we talk about repentance? How many times did we talk about looking inward and repentance being a good thing and what we need to change? How many times did we talk about reflecting and making changes and resetting things God needed us to? Like Wendy talked about, was COVID from God? Did he allow it? At the end of the year, I challenged you, do we even really know the Jesus we worship? Do you remember that? That was just a few weeks ago. He healed all that came to him. He said he would do equal and greater things, yet the church spent 2020 on a yo-yo. We're bold and we're open. Wait a second. We're closed. We're bold and we're open. We're closed. We can't sing. It was a yo-yo. Some churches stayed there, but a lot of churches yo-yoed up and down. And I'm telling you, it blew me away to see somebody posting on Facebook this morning that they're doing Facebook Live only church coming into this year because there's yet another spot. Never once said the virus wasn't serious. If there was boldness, then they ran. Boldness, then they ran. It was just a yo-yo of a year. And I'm going to say that the fear of man outweighed the fear of God. So 2020 became the year that the fear of man won. The fear of all these bad things, anxiety, worry, running, phobias, it won out. So if we're going to take back, we've got to get to the other fear. The fear of God. Yes. And that's what has to return in 2021. Okay, so that was just to set the foundation for today. I promise this is not more than like 20 more minutes. Or so. I've got to set the stage for this. What? All right, y'all might need to get up shake it out again. I got you. If you fall asleep, wake up. Like I need you. Now we're going to go to some deep things, okay? So I'm going to set the stage for the fear of the Lord. Wendy mentioned the Israelites coming out of Egypt. So let's go back to Exodus chapter 20. So Moses, they're out in the wilderness of Sinai. They don't really know what the heck they're supposed to be doing. Moses goes up the mountain, receives the Ten Commandments. It's the first time they really know what God wants and what they're supposed to obey. Okay? Moses comes down with the Ten Commandments, and we're going to pick up in verse 18. It says, When the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, that's why we play the loud blast of the ram's horn, because that was important in those days. When the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashes of lightning and smoke billowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance trembling with fear. They saw God. They saw the smoke. They didn't see His face. They saw His the awe. They saw it. We hadn't seen that. We don't see the smoking mountain and the flashing lightning and thunder. They saw it, and they stood trembling with fear. And they said to Moses, You have to speak to us, and we'll listen. <laughs> We're scared. You speak. We'll listen. They didn't listen later. But at that moment, they at least were scared enough to listen. And they said, but don't let God speak directly to us because we'll die. <laughs> Moses said, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of God. He says, for God is coming this way to test you so that your fear of him will keep you from sinning. I want you to hear that. Don't be scared of God. Be in so much awe and reverence. Yeah. That you'll do what he wants you to do so you don't sin. So, why is the fear of the Lord so important to us? I mean, aside from that, <laughs> keeps you from sinning. Thing. Why would the fear of the Lord returning in 2021 matter to you? You're all God fearing people, right? Why does it matter to you? I'm going to try to answer that question, but i got to set the stage with one more thing. We talked about evil spirits in 2019. We've talked about them since day one. We don't shy away from talking about the plethora of evil spirits. We've talked about it this morning. But I'm going to ask you a question. How many spirits of God are there? It's not a trick question. I know it sounds like it. How many spirits of God are there? You can't cheat me. How many spirits of God are there? Yeah, Chris and I took a road trip the other day. You can't let this out of the back. Anybody know? Is it seven? Is it four? I got some guesses going on. 
one of those is correct. Revelations verse 4. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who still to come, so that's Jesus, from the sevenfold spirit before his throne, and from Christ Jesus. He is the faithful witness of these things, the first to rise from the dead, and the ruler of all the kings of the world. So we pay attention to this. Most of us can quote the one who is, who was, and is to come. We kind of sang about that this morning. It's amazing what the Holy Spirit did with the songs they gave Peyton to choose and how much they tie into this today. But we missed that little thing that says, and from the sevenfold spirit. Revelations 4, verse 5. From the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder, and in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. So I ask you again, how many spirits of God are there? Seven. Okay, thank you. You're listening. But that's in heaven in Revelations, right? That's a vision. That's not really for us, right? Okay, let's go to Revelations 5. Revelations 5, verse 6. Then I saw a lamb that looks at it as if it had been slaughtered, Jesus. But it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. And usually by this point, we're like, whoa, this is blowing my mind. I don't have a clue what they're talking about. <laughs> he had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. So it's not just in this vision in heaven in the end times or, or whatever heaven's going to be. It says the sevenfold spirit of God is sent out into every part of the earth. So three different instances right there in Revelations, it talks about the sevenfold spirit of God. So the question is, what are these seven spirits? Okay? Isaiah. Isaiah 11, 1 through 2. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a sheep. This is Jesus. Out of the lineage of David will grow a sheep. That's Jesus. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. One. The Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of understanding. The Spirit of counsel. The Spirit of might. We're going to define these. The Spirit of knowledge. And the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. I'm going to say those again. Seven spirits listed. The Spirit of the Lord. We talk about that often. The Spirit of the Lord's here. I feel the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding. Some people call it the spirit of revelation. When you get some revelation from reading scripture. Spirit of counsel, spirit of might. Might would be signs, miracles, wonders. Spirit of knowledge is sixth. Spirit of the fear of the Lord. So how many times do we say things like, man, I feel the spirit of the Lord in this place today. Anybody ever said that? Anybody ever heard a preacher say it? Feel the spirit of the Lord today. And maybe you do feel it. What about the elements? You ever walk around and go, man, I feel a spirit of wisdom today. I feel a spirit of might. Counsel. I feel a spirit of the fear of the Lord today. Do you ever say that? No, we don't. We say, I feel the spirit of the Lord. And we get fixated on looking at one piece of the puzzle. There's a bigger package. There's a bigger package that I think we're missing. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, many of us pray and ask God for wisdom. God, I've got to make a decision. Please give me wisdom. But I'm talking about operating in a spirit of wisdom. Yeah. Not just going and saying, God, I need this wisdom on this one thing. I'm talking about when I get up in the morning to the time I go to bed, I walk in a spirit of wisdom and I make wise choices and I spread wisdom because I get that that is part of the sevenfold spirit that's available to me. We may ask God for a special revelation. God, I'm going to read this scripture for the 700th time. Please give me a special Revelation or understanding, so I can teach it different. But I'm talking about what if we operated in a spirit of understanding where every time we talked about God, we got something new. What about healing? Any of you guys seen miracles since you've been in this church? Anybody seen, he seen healing? Remember the little girl last year that got healed? She got healed and her parents came because they wanted us to show that. We were having church outside. We showed a video of the little girl that was supposed to be an invalid for life, but because of prayer, she was healed. And Daniel's hearing got healed. Daniel's hearing got healed. And the lady's leg grew. Lady's leg grew. <laughs> These are all awesome things, right? But what if we operate in a spirit of watching miracles happen? What am I saying? I'm saying, I don't know, I'm kind of making this up, but I might pray over 10 people. It has been often said that I have a gift of healing. And I believe that because I lay hands on people and pray and God heals them. And I think God gives me that gift. 
But let's be honest, I can pray for 10 people, maybe three get healed. And I go, well, God, I guess it wasn't your will, or maybe I didn't have enough belief, or maybe they didn't believe. I don't know. There's a lot of factors that have to go into this healing thing to happen. But what if 10 out of 10 happened? What if we walk in the Amen. spirit of might where 10 out of 10 yes. Jesus did. Jesus walked. He's the one that said we would do the same things he did. And he walked in the spirit of might and healed all the sick that were brought to him, right? There's only one time that he didn't do it. One time. In Matthew, he went to his hometown. It's just Joseph's son. It's just a carpenter's son. Who is he getting? Sounds like he knows a lot. But who is he? We know his brothers and sisters. That's called unbelief, guys. We just came through Christmas. How many of you went? Don't raise your hand. How many of you went and spent time with family you can't stand to be around? How many of you are glad to be back to your environment? Again, no hands. Where you're not having to hang out with your families right now. It's kind of scriptural. Sometimes we go home and those people know us too well to see that we can have this conversion into something great. Right? right. This is a little side note. That is right. But unbelief will block us from walking out, living, abiding in the spirits. Okay? Alright, so here's the problem. We ask for a few of the things that are listed out in that sevenfold spirit. We want the spirit of the Lord. We may don't even know we need to want the other six. But then we don't focus on the spirit of the fear of the Lord at all. Do we ever talk about it? When's the last time you talked openly in your discussions at home, at church, in this church, at your workplace? When's the last time you said, man, I just want some more of the fear of the Lord? Be honest. You never said that. But I'm going to prove to you by Scripture that most of the other ones are completely contingent upon that one. If we want the other ones, we have to have this one. So we don't have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. All we have is the spirit of the Lord. That sounds terrible, what I just said. And there's somebody that's going to rip that apart from their great theological studies. But I'm going to say it again. When we don't have the spirit of the fear of the Lord, all we have is the spirit of the Lord. That sounds awful. What I'm saying is, oh, we got one seven of what we can have. And I want all seven of them. Yeah. And I want you to want all seven of them. They're contingent upon the fear of the Lord. I got to find my place here. Again, we tend to look at some of these other things as sort of an as-needed basis. I'm going to pray for healing right now. I'm going to pray for wisdom right now. I'm going to pray that I can counsel this person right now. But I'm talking about it being a spirit. When you look at the word wisdom, what do you truly think about wisdom? Do you see it as a spirit or do you think it's just the ability to do something, give good advice? Proverbs 8. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I want to encourage you to go read Proverbs 8. I want you to read it with a new lens that I never understood until now. Proverbs 8 is a chapter where wisdom is defining who it is. It's more than a gift. It's more than a one-time thing. In verse 22, so it's spent a lot of time telling who it is. In verse 22, wisdom says, The Lord formed me from the beginning before he created anything else. Before he created anything else, he created me, the spirit of wisdom. Okay? Wisdom also says, all who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance and corruption and perverse speech. Why do we spend so much time trying to get you guys to learn what evil spirits are that we can fight against so that we can lay down pride? Pride's a huge one that we all struggle with, right? Yes. Because wisdom said, I hate Pride. So I'm just going to pick on that woman right now. I hate pride. So if you want to live in the sevenfold spirit and you have pride, it ain't going to happen. Okay? Because wisdom isn't going to coincide. And I'm about to show you in a minute that if you don't have the spirit of the fear of the Lord, you don't have wisdom. So if you got pride, you can't have any of these things. I know that sounds confusing, but just bear with me. It 
See, when we don't have the spirit of the fear of the Lord, it holds up the other spirits of God that we are entitled to, but it also opens the door for the spirit of fear, the bad one, to run rent. 2020. We're not focusing on the spirit of the fear of the Lord and what happened in every church in America. Fear ran rampant in every church. Every church. We had it. We may have handled it differently, but we had it. All right, so I'm going to run through some scriptures real quick. I don't want to lose you guys because I know this is deep this morning. But Job 28, 28. And this is what he says to all humanity. The fear of the Lord is true wisdom. So I told you earlier, you got to have the fear of the Lord if you're going to have the other ones. So we're starting to build that case. The fear of the Lord is true wisdom. Psalm 111.10. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey His commands will grow in wisdom. So we have to have the fear of the Lord. Are you with me? To have what? Wisdom. The fear of the Lord, the awe, the respect, the reverence is the beginning to the other ones that we're looking for. It's the beginning of wisdom. We can't have a spirit of wisdom if we don't have the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge and, and of the holy is understanding. I can't say all that right. Okay, let me step back. The point was, we just laid out three. We laid out three of the sevenfold spirit right there. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding. All coming from where? Fear of the Lord. We can't have wisdom. We can't have knowledge. We can't have understanding. Three separate of the sevenfold spirit without having the fear of the Lord. Okay? It's the beginning of wisdom. The beginning of knowledge. The beginning of understanding. Proverbs 15.33 The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. So now we're tying humility to wisdom and fear of the Lord. Mandy got up here and got humble in front of me. told you what she was struggling with. That's called humility. If you want to have the fear of the Lord and you want to have knowledge and you want to have wisdom and you want to have mind, you've got to have humility. Okay? There are many sermons that can be taught out of this one thing, but I'm just going to touch on them. Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Talked about pride a minute ago. You know that there's times in my life, and I'm going to argue probably times in your life, that I'm dead wrong, but when you tell me I'm wrong, I'm going to argue with you. I don't want your knowledge. I don't want what you tell me. I know what I'm doing in my mind. I'm going, crap, I need to listen. I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. That makes me a fool. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So when we don't humble ourselves and we carry so much pride that we won't listen to somebody who's walking in these things, we become the fool that despises what God's trying to give us through somebody. That one ought to hit every one of us in here. Tell me if you're not that person, because I am. And it convicted me hard. Proverbs 10, 27, The fear of the Lord prolongeth your days. 2020, the year that we were scared we were all going to die. You want to live a long life? Get your act right with the fear of the Lord. There's your antidote for COVID. Fear of the Lord. Proverbs 14, 27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. You guys ever watched any of these shows where people have spent their whole lifetime looking for the fountain of youth, the fountain of life? These people actually do this, like in Florida and the Bahamas and all this. You guys ever seen that? They're wasting their time. The fear of the Lord's where it comes from. You want to be young? How many of y'all want to be younger? I know some of y'all young ones want to be older, but how many of y'all old ones want to be young? Be honest. Old ones? Get the fear of the Lord! You'll live a long time and you'll get younger. I don't know what that means. You'll feel younger or whatever. Less wrinkles. Isaiah 30, that is not biblical. Isaiah 33, 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of the times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is His treasure. How many of you want treasure? My favorite television show in the world is, is The Curse of Oak Island. Yes. It's the number one show on cable TV. What are they doing? Ten years looking for treasure. Wasting We're enamored. He says wasting their time. Yes. We're enamored with the thought of Pirate's treasure buried somewhere. You want treasure? Get the fear of the Lord. You ain't got to go digging and wasting all that money. I'll look on. I'll still watch the show. Though, while I sit in awe and reverence of God. 
Proverbs 14, 26. Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. You scared somebody's going to attack you? You scared of what the world's going to bring at you? You scared of what your little children are going to go through? Get the fear of the Lord because that's where your security and their security comes from. Proverbs 2, 5. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. Whoa, I want knowledge of God. You guys want knowledge of God? Not just knowledge. Knowledge of what Almighty God is thinking. And in one of the translations says the mysteries of God. Things that we can't even comprehend. I want some of that. Where does it come from? Fear of the Lord. Are you guys getting a little trend here? Do you understand now why I'm talking about the fear of the Lord? Coming back for 2021. And I'm going to beat it in your head today, okay? Psalms 112.11. Praise the Lord. How joyful are those who fear the Lord. How many of you lost your joy in 2020? we got a few of these, and some hand raises, and some hook downs. You want your joy back in 2021? Fear the Lord. That's an easy solution. So we get wisdom, knowledge, understanding, humility, longer life, fountain of life, treasure, security, knowledge of God, joy. Other scriptures talk about blessings, sleep and rest. She mentioned sleep and rest. How many of you don't sleep good and you want better sleep? Last night, I laid in bed, and I just went, God, I want to, I want to fear you. I'm in awe of you. And the next thing you know, I woke up and I went off this morning. It's the best night's sleep I've ever had. I thank you, Chris Reed, for pointing out that scripture to me. That's awesome. Sleep. Mercy. I'm not going to go through all these. I'm just trying to give you a taste of what is unlocked if we get our arms around the fear of the Lord. That most of us grew up thinking, I've got to be scared that God's going to humor me, and that's what fear of the Lord means, Right? But I'm trying to open your mind to something bigger than that. I'm almost done. As a church, especially the American church, what do we do? We bring people in. Pre-2020, we bring people in. We try to convince them to believe in Jesus, right? How do we do it? Super intellectual religious arguments. Let's be honest. How do we do it? Flashy, attractive programs, denominational discussions. Let's create the atmosphere. Let's create the atmosphere. Let's make it showy. Let's make it attractive. Because of all we got is that atmosphere. We don't have all these other things. But the early church didn't do that. I'm going to prove to you in a minute, but they understood the fear of the Lord. And how it opened the door for them to walk in the spirit of might. Again, might, signs, miracles, wonders. So we talk about our church trying to be like the early church, our vision. Acts 5.11 starts with great fear grip the church. They understood how to be reverent and in awe of God. Most of them had just walked with God on earth, watched Him ascend, he goes on to say the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. They were living in a spirit of mind. And all the believers were meeting regularly. And then he goes on to say, but a lot of people didn't want to join them. A lot of people were scared of them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across from them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. All started where? Great fear. I don't know what the early church had, but I don't understand this great fear of the Lord thing, so how can I have it? Signs, wonders, healings, demons being cast out, all started with the fear of the Lord. So 2020 was the year the church was mocked. What if we were living out what the early church was? Wouldn't people have brought their sick to us? Shouldn't they have brought their COVID patients to us on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights and Thursdays and all that? If we understood the fear of the Lord and we understood the, the spirit of might and, and we're trying to truly be like the early church, why would we be shutting down and people would be scared to come here? Wouldn't they be attracted here? Instead, we were laughed at, shut down. I had to justify the very open by saying words like, we're having outside church. 
didn't matter two weeks into it, y'all all hugging each other. <laughs> State liked it. It all started with the fear of the Lord. So in 2020, we're going to spend this whole year focusing on the fear of the Lord. I don't know what that means yet. It's just what God said. We're going to spend this whole year focusing on what it means to get our arms around the fear of the Lord. I want people to bring their demon-possessed friends here. Okay. Scare some of you? <laughs> no. Bring them, Jacob. Say no more. I want people to bring their demon-possessed friends here, and I want them to bring their sick here. James is going to get somebody now. Go get them, buddy. Bring back some barbecue on your head. When we find the fear of the Lord, the reverential awe, that's where the supernatural is found. Do you want that to be our church and our community? Chris, Chris Reed had a vision that God told him, when my church begins to fear me again, then the world will begin to fear the church. Do you want the world to shut down the church, to send the church is dangerous, or do you want the world to fear the church? I'm scared. Go near that place. They're healing people. What the crap's going on? Casting out demons. I can't go in there. I got demons and they'll move. But here's a key thing. They also had all the supernatural, but they had unity. Yeah. yeah. We don't have unity, guys. Look back at 2020 and prove it to you. This church, the church, our community churches, the Church of America, the worldwide church, there is no unity. When Christians are fighting openly on Facebook because a man decides to go out and worship because God told him to worship and Christians are dropping F-bombs in his face. Man, that's not unity. <laughs> the problem is we replaced the fear of God in our churches with this fake thing called legalism and it happened for many years. There was no true fear of God so we had to scare people and control people and manipulate people to do and think what we wanted them to do. And we replaced the true fear of God with legalism. And many of you grew up in it. I want what Peter had. Did y'all catch that in Acts 5? He just walked out down the road and people got healed when he walked by. Don't you want that? Yes. Lisa. Lisa's going into the courthouse and the guy checking temperatures goes, guys, guys, guys. Stand here, Lisa's about to walk by. God, when she walks by, you won't get healed. You're here for court because you can't manage your family. Stand over here, she'll get all that straightened out. You ain't got to talk to her. You just let her walk by. That's what I want. Yes.
Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. Fear the Lord, you, His godly people. For those who fear Him will have all they need. There it is. You want protection? You want angels? You want all you need? Fear the Lord. Gives me all I need. You want to protect your home? How many of you want protection in your home from angels? You want protection in your families, with your kids, when they go out with friends? When you go in the car, there's a greater chance you're going to die in a car wreck today than COVID, but we don't pray for angels to come protect us in the car everywhere we go. Fear the Lord. Sorry, I got one on a tangent. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, humility, longer life, treasure, security, knowledge of God, joy, blessings, sleep, mercy, signs and wonders, healings, all start, angels, all start and depend on standing complete off who God is. When you're in awe of God, you don't want to sin. And that's what Moses is trying to tell the people. You don't want to let God down. You don't want to be full of pride. You'll do anything you can to get rid of that pride. The church has started focusing on the wrong fear. Years of, we don't want to be misunderstood. That's fear. Years of, we don't want to offend people. Years of, we don't want to fear man. Why is homosexuality openly allowed in church now? Because we have fear that people will think we're not open-minded. Fear of man, fear about money. Churches make decisions because of money. They're letting fear in everywhere. Fear of sickness, shut the church down because we don't want people to get sick. Fear of guilt, fear of government. 2021 is going to be the year that we're going to focus on the right fear, not the bad fear, the fear of God. I want to be so enamored with who He is and I want to stay in His presence all the time and I want you to as well. And I don't mean we're sitting in our home. You know, I met a woman one time and she, I said, how's your day? How's your week going? She said, man, I've been in the throne room for three days and it's been so great and I've just been experiencing the presence of the Lord and I'm like, so how's that job hunt going? Well, God hasn't blessed me with a job yet. I'm not talking about being crazy and not doing anything. I'm talking about every day where you work, where you live, when you walk, when you're driving, that you're in the presence of Almighty God yes. all the time because you're in such awe and reverence of Him. You don't want to leave Him. I don't want to go to sleep because then I'll leave you, Lord. And some of you guys get it. I watched you. Some of you get it. I'm going to try not to look at specific people because you'll get offended. Some of you don't get it. I want it all. And I'm going to do my best to take you there this year. I don't even know what this means. I just figured out I was supposed to do this three days ago. <laughs> I'm with you. Thank you. You guys want to see a harvest? What's yes. the name of our church? Some people call it the barn church, and that's okay. You want to see a harvest? Let's yes. get the fear of the Lord in here. So I'm going to define 2021 as this. It's the year of separation. I don't know what that means yet. God just gave me, like last year, he said 2020 is going to be the year of change. And I didn't know what that meant, and now I do. 2021 is going to be the year of separation. It's going to be the year of being unshakable. And it's going to be the year of the fear of God. Peyton sang a song this morning, and, and I had no clue he was going to do this, and he had no clue I was going to teach on this. And I went back and I, I heard that I heard him practice, so I grabbed these lyrics. Build my life. It says, worthy of every song we could ever sing. That sounds like an all. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. That sounds like it's an all. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. That sounds like all. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every name. That's all. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. That's in awe. That's in the fear of the Lord. Holy, there is no one like you. There's none beside you. Open up my eyes and wonder. That's what awe is. It's wonder. There's so much about God we don't even know. But can we open our eyes this year? Show me who you are. Fill me with your heart. Lead me in your love to those around me. So I'm going to ask Peyton to come up here. We're going to end with that song again this morning. If somebody can kind of get ready on the lyrics. And I'm going to pray for us. You know, we pray, and you guys have been a part of this, where we pray for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But maybe that's just that one spirit. I'm going to end a prayer this morning to pray over you, and I'm going to ask that we be baptized this morning in the spirit of the fear of God. The yes. So we can live this out. And I'm going to pray, and then we'll roll into singing. Thank you guys for hanging with me. I hope your butts aren't totally numb at this point from the Palm City. Oh, you got a word? So, 
you know, Mom was talking. My mom was talking earlier, and she said she was talking about when uh, you were talking about codependency and stuff, and it, and she said, and when we do this, we have to go through trials and stuff. So, and in James one four, to, and, and one, and in James one through two four, it talks about trials, and it talks about how. When we go through trials, God is making us stronger. It's good to go through trials sometimes because God's making us stronger. Most of the time, you know, when you go through a trial, you're going through a rough time, you look to God and you go, why is this happening, God? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this? Can and, and we need to start going, thank you, God, for doing this because I know when you do this, I'm going to be unshakable, like Lonnie said, after I go through this trial. And so I think 2020 was our trial year, so this year, this is going to be our unshakable year. I think we're going to And Mandy was talking, she came up here and she said that she's been hypocritical and stuff. And uh, me too, I've been hypocritical and judgmental and I've been doing a lot of talking behind people's backs and stuff. I'm sorry to all y'all, and I'm sorry, God. So I'm going to end in prayer, and then we'll jump into singing. Father, we thank you for opening our eyes to your awe and your wonder and your greatness. And right now, Father, I'm asking that all of our people here, whether they're here physically or watching on YouTube later, Father, that they be baptized in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The word baptism means to be immersed. Father, I'm asking that we would be immersed in your awe, immersed in how wonderful and holy and set apart, immersed and be completely reverent to you. Father, that we'd be so enamored by you, we wouldn't care what anybody else thinks. We wouldn't care about what anybody thinks about our singing or how good we are or we screwed up last week or what our past was. That we move into this new thing in 2021 where people become attracted to the church, not run off by the church. Attracted to the church, not shut down. So, Father, I pray for every church in America. I pray for every church in the world that you would wake them up. Yes. Wake them up. That if we stand in true awe of you, we will heal people. We don't have to worry about this stupid thing. Expose to us, Lord, where we have more of a fear of man than a fear of you. So that we can't help but serve you. We can't help but turn from our sin. We can't help but tell others about you. Because we experience all that rest and humility, long life, blessings, your mercy, that it's so good that we can't help but show it to everyone around us. So, Father, today as we sing this song, Lord, we praise you. I'm just asking that we, this week, Lord, please keep our eyes focused on yes. you and how awesome you are.